Welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Vorse. Join us now for service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. Touch your neighbor and tell them God is inside of you. God is inside of you. Okay. Now the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, grab your Bible real quick, go to Mark chapter 11 and verse number 24. We were working on this last week. The Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now when do we believe, according to last Wednesday night, when do we believe? When we pray. And then the Bible says that we believe that we receive them when we pray, And then the Bible says you shall have them. So from the prayer of faith to the shall have for the manifestation, that space in the middle there is the walk of faith. Now, I want to back up just a little bit. I mean, it's still verse number 24, but I want to back up just a little bit and I want to draw your attention to where the Bible says, what things soever ye desire when you pray. What things you desire when you pray. So, I really believe that the Bible teaches, and I believe it because I just read it to you, that God is just as interested in giving us the desires of our heart as He is in meeting our everyday needs. Because God doesn't want us according to my study of the Scripture over the last 40 some years, God does not want us to just survive, he would rather that we thrived. He would rather that we enjoy the goodness of God. He would rather that we learn how to operate principles of faith. He would rather that we live in the manifestation of the, of the things of God and, and live in what faith can produce and what God can produce through faith in our lives. And so here's one of the things that I want you to do tonight here in the very beginning of, of this teaching is I want you to start, start believing when you pray. I want you to start asking and believing when you pray not just for your needs, but let's start asking God for some of the things that we want. Some of the things that we desire. I'll give you a good example, okay? When I first got married, when I was getting ready to get married, I was praying and asking God for a wife. Well, I guess probably any old wife would have done, right? (laughs) No. Well, The Lord asked me, I told the Lord, I was driving down the road one day, I had a little old 1984 Mercury Lynx, I was running all over Canada, and I kept looking over there at that passenger seat, and it was always empty. And one day I'm driving, I think it was down through Pennsylvania on my way up into into Canada, heading up into Canada, and I prayed and I said, Lord, would you fill that seat? I would just like you to fill that seat. And I promise you, I heard God say, tell me what you want. So I was 21 years old and shallow. And I told the Lord exactly what I wanted. I told him what color hair. I told him what color eyes. I told him, I told him what I wanted her to look like. I told him what kind of background that I wanted her to, ha- to have as far as work and different things like that. And guess what? 
That's what I got. Now, the hair color has changed periodically through the years. But originally, I got what I was believing God for. It was a desire of my heart. Now, I had a need to have a wife, but I had some certain desires that I was asking God for, and God met those desires. It's okay to ask God for things that you want. It's okay to ask God to fulfill the desires of your heart. Now, God is inside of us. And He's inside of us by His Holy Spirit. And we need to continually be aware of God's love and God's care. And the Bible says that that God that lives inside of us will grant to us the things that we desire. In John chapter 16 and verse number 23, the Bible says, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So Jesus was talking about the time when he was going to go and the Holy Spirit was going to be released upon the earth and he was telling them at that point, you're no longer going to be asking me for things. You're going to be asking the Father in the name of Jesus for things. And the Bible said that he will give you the things that you ask him. So one of the things that I like to ask people is simply this. Many times they'll come to me and they'll say, well, I just don't understand why God is not doing or God, I don't understand why, you know, I, I haven't gotten a job. I don't understand why I'm, I'm having a difficult time with this or difficult. And many times I'll just look at them and say, well, you, have you asked the Father? Have you asked God? And I promise you probably eight times out of ten, it's almost like this look comes across their face like, wow, I never thought of that. What about just asking him? What about just asking him in faith? What about receiving by faith? Lord, I need a job. Okay, what kind of job do you want? Okay, Lord, you said you'd give me the desires of my heart. This is the kind of job that I need. This is the amount of money that I need to be making. This is the kind of life that I would like to provide for those that I'm responsible for. Now, Lord, I'm asking you for this particular job, dot, 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 and just get specific with the Lord. Now, let me warn you about something here, okay? Sometimes when we ask God for something, He has to put us through a process in order to get us to the point where we can actually live the fulfillment of that which we're asking Him for. So when you ask God for a particular kind of job and God gives you a different one, don't turn it down because it's not what you asked God for originally. When it comes to things like that, sometimes God has to insert you into the process of His favor so He can pile that favor upon you. And as you activate your faith, you can move to the point where you shall receive as you operate by faith. Is that making sense? I'll give you a, 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 a very uh, recent example. He's not here tonight because he's working. But uh, Moses, you guys know Moses. Moses and Tashian. Tashian, I think she, yeah, there she is. She's here. She made it. She's, listen, this girl, she works down in Tampa. She drove all the way up here last night. And she got to go back down and get Moses tonight at 10 o'clock. He got a job working in food service there at the University of Tampa. So it's way down there, way down there in Tampa. So they feel the call of God upon their life to eventually someday plant a church in Tampa, in Tampa, down in Tampa. And so they're here for ministry training. 
and we're going to help them. We're going to, I mean, we're going to train them. We're going to do whatever we feel like that, you know, the Lord will, will, will have us do, and hopefully it'll turn out all right. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. And we're just going to believe God for that. And, and the thing is, is he feels the call of God for that. She feels the call of God. So we're, we're in the car the other day. We're driving down the road, and I looked at Moses. He's talking to me about this brand-new job that he's got. He's talking to me about it, and I told him, I said, what did God move you here for from Savannah, Georgia? He said, well, I feel like the Lord wants us to, you know, plant a church in Tampa. I said, well, that's great. I said, now, what kind of job did he give you? I'm trying to point these things out to him, you know. He said, well, I'm working there in food service there at the University of Tampa. I said, and you just told me that sometimes the business leaders come in there to the cafeteria to eat and sometimes the president of the college comes in to eat and sometimes the mayor comes in to eat and all of these kinds of things. And I said, in the University of Tampa, I said, there's all all kinds of kids from our area that are from probably some of the most affluent families in our community. They go to the University there of Tampa. I said, so here you are. I said, and I told him this on Monday. We're driving back from Lehigh Acres. I told him, I said, there you are. I said, God has put you in a sweet spot. He said, what do you mean? I said, let me explain this to you. I said, you came here because you felt like that God wanted you to plant a church in Tampa. I said, everybody wants to come to Florida. I said, they'll come down here and they'll go around and they'll tell everybody, I'm going to go plant. God called me to plant. God called me to plant. All this kind of stuff. Everybody wants to do that. I said, here's what God has done. God has given you a job to be able to minister not only to kids, not just kids, they're young adults that probably three to four years from now will have young families and you will have built a relationship with them. And not only is God giving you the opportunity to build a relationship with these kids in the area, where someday you will pastor. I said, but God is giving you a job where influential people come in so you can start building relationships with those influential people also. I said, buddy, God set you up. He looked at me and said, wow, I never thought of that. Well, it it was Moses. He said, wow. (laughs) And he told me, he said, I never thought about that. I never thought about it being that way. Here's the point I'm trying to make. When we operate our faith, when we work our faith, when God, the God that lives on the inside of us, begins to try to help us, begins to try to manifest himself through us, sometimes he has to enter us into a process that can attract his favor. Not just his favor, but also the favor of other people around us. God is giving us great favor. I, went, I, can't, I told Dr. John today, I said, my goodness, I said, I got a phone call this morning. Guess who I have to go meet uh, later this week? This is going to blow you away. You talk about God giving us influence. I got to go meet Newt Gingrich. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's favor. It's the favor of God. It's God giving us influence. It's God putting us in process and expanding us and helping us grow. God is giving us favor. Don't look back. Look forward. Just trust God in the present and live forward and allow the favor. And the God that's inside of you will attract the favor that's on the outside of you. Are you hearing me? That's a word for somebody. The God that's inside of you will attract the favor that's on the outside of you. You say, well, then how, how do I do that? Well, first of all, first of all, you've got to understand if, if you're the temple of God and God lives in you and God dwells 
inside of you, then maybe you need to spend some time in the Word and some time in prayer so we can better understand who it is that lives in us. It's kind of like somebody giving someone a beautiful car. They give them the car. They give them the title. They give them the keys. But if you don't know how to drive that car, what good's it going to do you? You can just look at it and say, wow. You walk out there in the driveway, wow. Oh, it's getting dirty. I better polish that thing. Make it look good. Wow. You're sitting there looking at it, and you're thinking, you're thinking that somebody brought it along just to set it there for, for it to shine up real pretty for you to look at and just wow, 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 wow. One of these days, somebody's going to come along and teach you how to get inside of that thing and start that engine, and it'll get you from here to there. You know what's happening? There's a whole lot of people in the church today that are at the level of wow with God. It's just wow. Okay, he lives inside of me. Wow. I'm the temple of God. Wow. The Bible said that he sets up his portals where they praise him. And, and, and the portals is, is right here. Wow. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, wow. Wow. Well, what are you going to do with the God that's in you? What are you going to do with the power that's in you? Come on now. What are you going to do with the anointing that's inside of you? What are you going to do with the love, the never-ending love that is inside of you? You got to get in the Word. We got to get in the Word. We got to spend time in prayer. We got to spend time in Bible study. We got to spend time in Christian fellowship. I'm talking about Christian fellowship. We got to spend time in Christian fellowship so we can understand the attributes of the God that lives inside of us. The Bible says in... 1 John, I'm going to go over here. 1 John, I'm about to get cranked up here. I'm going to get cranked up right in time to get cranked down. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4, the Bible says this. Ye are of God, little children, and you have overcome the spirit of the false prophet and the spirit of the Antichrist. That's what it's talking about there. And then it goes on. This is the part I wanted to get to. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, shout, God is in me. Come on. God is in me. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when I come to the realization that the greater one lives inside of me, then it really doesn't matter what the world throws at me, does it? It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what carnal people throw at me. It doesn't matter what religious people throw at me because my relationship with God has went beyond, wow. My relationship with God has went beyond just a knowledge of God. My relationship with God has moved into interaction 
connection with God where I can become the conduit of God, the conduit of his power, the conduit of his anointing, the conduit of his love. So every place that you go, every place that I go, we can carry and display the supernatural power of God to a world that's lost and undone without him. We have a stewardship responsibility for the God that lives inside of us. We will never see revival in Pasco County until we start acting like God lives in us. I'm meeting a guy tomorrow. We're talking about doing a large crusade type event in the spring. I've already got we already have a, a, a church in the community, one of the largest churches in the community on board with this. Meaning God tomorrow, we're talking about. We've talked about it once before. We're going to start trying to put it together. We're going to try to attract spirit-filled uh, churches in the community that will walk in unity with what God is wanting to do in this community. And we're going to try to have a large event. I was sitting talking, actually, to Pastor Strayer from CCWC couple of weeks ago, last week. It might have been last week. might have been the week before. I can't remember. My days and nights are running together. But I was sitting there talking to him. And I told him, I said, Pastor, I said, how many prophecies have you heard about an outpouring of God in Pasco County? He said, oh my goodness, I've heard so many of them. I said, I hear the same thing. I said, why do you think God has not done it yet? And he just kind of like, I don't know, but I'm believing. I'm believing. I said, could it be that the church has never given him a venue for it? I said, what if we got together with spirit-filled believers all around our community, spirit-filled churches? We will have been on CTN and we can advertise the heck out of this thing. We will have been on there for almost six months by that time. I said, what if we got together and we just had a community-wide revival in a field somewhere and we took our tents out there. They've got tent, a tent and we have a tent and we have the portable stage and all of that. I said, what if we take all of that out there and we put the tents over to the side, maybe for people you know, that, that need to get out of the sun or whatever, but we just have an open air meeting and we trust God for about five or 10,000 people or or more to come into that field and we call it the field of miracles. He said, I like it. <laughs> then he started telling me about Awake 365 and there are, or 360 or 365 and so we're going to combine those two things. Uh, what are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. There are people that will constantly give you the list of, of why you can't. Well, you can't because of this and because of this and because of this and because of this, which I always respond to and say, I can because of this and because of this and because of this and because of this, and I can because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and I can because the word of God tells me that all things are possible to them that believe, and I can because no weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment he will condemn. This is my heritage. I can because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when the enemy comes to you with these list of cans, you just hit him with the word. Amen. 
Boom. Hit him with the word. Hit him with the word. Woo. Hallelujah. So here's what we need to do. We need to give our needs. We need to turn our, our, our cares. We need to turn our problems all over to God. And we need to expect Him to fix what's not right. And then we need to pray in the Spirit. Now listen to me. Pray in the Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit and speak to those things that we're believing to happen as if they already have. I'll give you some scripture for that. Romans chapter 4. Go over there. Romans chapter 4, verse number 17. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. This is how faith works. This is the confession of faith. Calling things that be not as though they were. Not calling things that are as though they aren't. There's a difference. Calling things that be not as though they were. So we pray in the Spirit. We speak to those things that we're believing to happen as if they have already happened And then we talk to God continually until we know that the situation has been taken care of. Now, let me just say a few more things here. I've just got four or five more minutes here. I want to encourage you tonight to spend time listening to the God that lives in you. Spend time listening to Him. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He's your paraclete. He's the one that God has a called has called alongside to help. And his power is there and will flow through us. So we need to spend time listening to Holy Spirit. We need to spend time listening to the greater one that's inside of us. And then we need to inform ourselves. Go to John John chapter 16. Let's go back to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. We need to inform ourselves of the Holy Spirit's power and God's will by spending time in His Word. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15 says this, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Now, let me say something about this Scripture right here. I don't want to go down this rabbit trail too far because I'll never get back. Okay? But when the Bible says right here in John chapter 16 and verse 13 that the Holy Spirit speaks, speaks, He doesn't speak of Himself, but whatever He hears, that shall He speak. Well, before the Holy Spirit came, where was he? He was in the presence of God, wasn't he? And he's still in the presence of God because God is omnipresent everywhere, present at all times. And so not only is God in heaven, but God is in here. So what the Holy Spirit speaks is what he hears God say. That's powerful. One word from God can change your life forever. 
One word from God can turn your situation around. One prophetic word from God can change the tide of the enemy that's coming against you into God's favor overtaking you. Now look at this. He will show you things to come and he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. And then he goes on in verse 15, all things that the father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So we need to spend time in the word. We need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time letting the Holy Spirit show us and teach us what he's hearing from the heart of the Father. Now, here's the last statement I'm going to make and then we'll stand. The Holy Spirit is always talking. So turn on your listener. Let's stand. He's always talking. Some people say, I never hear anything. I never hear anything from God. I just don't hear anything from God. Well, the first thing you can do is you can uh, get yourself the Bible.is app and put it on your phone. I listen to that thing almost every day. And just click play and everything that comes out of that Bible.is app, that's the Word of God, is God speaking. It's His Word. It's the Logos Word of God, the written Word of God. And that's a good way to hear from God. But another good way to hear from God is to just block some time out for God throughout the day. In two Sundays from this coming Sunday, I'm going to start a series called Living Life on Purpose. And I'm going to start dealing with habits. And where I've been studying this, I've been working on this. I'm going to start dealing with habits and I'm going to talk about why some people tend to hear more from God than other people. Why some people tend to have more of God's favor than other people. Why some people tend to experience God at a different level than other people. And it's all connected to habits. Now there are certain kinds of habits that we all have to have. There are basic fundamental habits that every single one of us have to have. But then we can shift gears and go into the supernatural. And we can start developing and attracting other habits that can actually move us past the shout into the power where we can start experiencing the supernatural power of God active and at work every single day of our life. It's all connected to Holy Spirit. He will teach us. He will lead us. He will guide us into all truth. Amen, 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 amen. Did you learn anything tonight? Thank you for joining us on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at www.suncoast4, and that's the number 4jesus.tv. You may also write us at 12637 Pony Lane, Hudson, Florida, 34669. Or you may call us at 727-856-1770. Our office hours are Monday through Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and remember, the Word will work if you work the Word.